Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. I'm Hussam. And I'm Guillaume. In this podcast, we are going through the fundamental concepts of corporate treasury, which I learned from my experience working at a big four consulting company. And he'll explain it in a way that someone like me who knows nothing about the topic can understand. We hope you enjoy the episode. interesting so um those are let's say um how we cover the the debts and everything like that mm-hmm. right so that's more on the short-term financing side of it perhaps maybe even long term but i assume the, the long term you don't want to have interest looming over you too long right so how are other ways that corporates can um do funding without taking necessarily debt from a bank there is indeed another option um so a company can borrow money to the shareholders directly or to new shareholders with the issuance of new shares, for instance. Uh, so that would be equity. You wouldn't pay interest on it, but you'd pay dividends. So mm-hmm. what we have to consider anyway when it comes to funding and financing is we will pay it because money has cost, obviously. You want to pay it as low as possible, um, but you will have to pay interest, obviously, right? It's like any other resource that is made available for your company. Um, And then there are the debt instruments. Uh, There are two options to have them. Um, So from the bank, right? You just have one source from the bank that can lend you money through different instruments that we're going to go through in a moment. Or investors on the financial markets. Uh, Bond is typically a debt in uh, instruments. And on those ones, you'd pay interest on it. The amount of interest you're going to pay are changing according to which instrument you choose, which is impacted by, for instance, how flexible the money is, uh, for how long it is available, etc. Okay, so what are the different strategies or instruments that you would use starting with short-term funding? So you have short-term need. Mm -hmm. How do you go about doing that exactly? from a practical point of view, because we like to delve into the practicalities as well. Indeed, very true. Um, so let's tackle the first one we just mentioned, right? Uh, the source from the bank, or instruments that are issued and managed by the bank. Typically, one of the very common short-term debt uh, instrument you'll have will be an overdraft. So an overdraft is a credit line that is linked to an account, and if, if this account goes below zero because of a transaction, the transaction isn't blocked because usually when you go under zero, your bank blocks the transaction, right? Unless you have an overdraft linked to it. Um, and again, we talked about this one uh, in episode 21, so we invite our listeners to go to this episode if they want to know furthermore about overdraft. This is typically one of the instruments. Another instrument is a money market loan. This is a short-term loan uh, with a margin based on money market rates. It will typically imply an interest rate benchmark, LIBOR, for instance. Again, we tackled it in a previous episode, if you remember, Hussam. Plus, obviously, the margin of the bank. This will link, obviously, to the interest rate risk management, but this is something else. Another option is a revolving credit facility. This is also a credit line. And here we have an agreed amount of money from which the corporate can tap in at any time. Um, And as money is repaid, the corporate can borrow it again. So typically it will be over a certain period of time. The bank will say, okay, you have X millions of euro available. Draw draw them as you will. Repay them as you will between brackets for this 
precise period of time. Obviously, at the end of the period, the bank expects you to have repaid the money. But this is more or less how it works. And you'll pay interest on the borrowed amount with a fee for the overall amount as well. Okay, so from a bank, you can do overdraft, yes. money market loans, or revolving, revolving credit facilities. Or exactly. what's called a credit line, right? It is a credit line, indeed, uh, but it's a particular one. So credit lines involve several instruments. For the short term, we are talking here about revolving credit facility because it's a very common one. But credit line is more a family of instruments, and revolving credit facility is one of them. Okay, so, but I assume also a good treasurer, like, for example... If I have an overdraft, I sometimes accidentally go into mine, right? Yeah. A good corporate treasurer. Do you know? <laughs> but a good corporate treasurer yep. will know that that's coming up. Exactly. And and assess if that's really the best strategy to use to cover their cash flow needs or something else. I assume. Indeed. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Not. Yeah. Claire, uh, <laughs> we can talk about my personal I'll ask for your advice. Sorry, though. You mentioned. Um, Financial markets as yes. well, right? So that's banking. Yeah. How do you do short-term investments or uh, fund short-term needs with financial markets? Indeed. So we are really looking at uh, short-term funding here. Financial markets, man, this is where it becomes interesting. So here, several instruments, and let's take a little bit of time to cover them properly. One of the common instruments um, used for short-term funding is commercial paper. So this is typically a short-term debt instrument issued by corporations. And let's say, we love our example, Susam. So let's say, Susam, you need 100 euros, right? Uh, and you want to fund these 100 euros through commercial paper. You will issue one worth 105 euros, but for which you will only ask 100 euros to the investor. And when you repay, let's say in 30 or 60 days, you will repay at full value. This is how this uh, instrument works. And it comes quite handy when you want to finance very short-term needs. It's usually used for payroll, for instance, so the salaries, uh, for account payables, so the supplier's invoice you have pending and you need to pay. Commercial paper is issuance is quite a common instrument. Another one is a repurchase agreement. So this works the same way as a commercial paper. Uh, it involves other intricate debt instruments, but it's much more short-term, so it will typically be overnight or for a couple of days. So typically, you need to get 10 million euros out today, but you'll receive 15 million tomorrow from a pending client invoice. You'll go for a repurchase agreement, typically. Another one is factoring, and this is uh, quite an interesting one. So it is the financing of account receivables. We've tackled them uh, in a previous episode as well. So this is money that is supposed to come in in the near future, but that you want to be financed earlier. Again, let's take an example. Hussan, I really like your car and I want to buy it. Um, and you agree to sell it to me. Let's say 10,000 euros because we are good friends, right? Uh, so you make me an invoice um, when you deliver me the car. But our contract says that I will only pay you 60 days after delivery. But you now have an account receivable and I have an account payable. Problem is, you need the money right now, but our contract stipulates otherwise. So you will go to a factoring company uh, and say, look, this guy owes me 10,000 euros that I receive in 60 days, but I really need money now. So do you agree to buy my account receivable at a discount price? Let's say 9,000 euros, right? So you receive the money now because you agreed on 
paying on it, having it earlier. This is how factoring works. And how would you decide as a corporate treasurer which one of these you decide to go for? What's the metric for deciding that? A very good question again, Sam. Um, so in this situation, you want to look at several different criteria, right? So the first question you have to ask yourself is how much do you need, typically, and how fast? Um, money comes at a cost, right? This cost is impacted by how flexible the money will be. Another draft, typically, is quite expensive uh, because it's like really available right now. You don't have to say to the bank, hey, look, in three days I have this huge payment coming out, going out and I need money. You'll just tap into your overdraft. So it's super flexible uh, and obviously it will be more expensive. The higher the flexibility, the higher the price. Also, the longer term, the more expensive because you um, immobilize money from the bank or from the investor for a longer period of time that they cannot use to do other investments. So the higher the flexibility, the more expensive. The longer the maturity, the more expensive. So it all comes to flexibility. Uh, you'd pick one instrument or the other according to this. Certain instruments impact your ratios, your financial covenants, other don't. Uh, on certain instruments, you pay interest. Interests are tax deductible in most of the countries, so you want to take this into consideration as well. The amount of money that you need is obviously an important criteria, right? An overdraft is super flexible, but will usually not be as important in terms of amount than a revolving credit facility, for instance. Um, and you'd rather go for financial market instruments if you want to pay less interest than uh, to the bank, for instance, because commercial papers... Um, repurchase agreements are typically less expensive in terms of interest usually uh, but it requires you to have a good credit rate so good financial ratios in order for the financial market to trust your company to repay the debt sorry that was quite uh, that was quite a lot is it clear how you'd select instruments between one another yeah so i mean going again short term um that short term financing uh, tools yes. that you could use. We've got the bank, the overdrafts, and the money market loans, and the revolving credit facilities mm -hmm. or other credit lines, right? Yeah. Uh, or on the financial markets, like you mentioned, the commercial paper, uh, the repurchase agreements, or the factoring or using factoring third parties, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and which one you pick is all dependent on your, let's say, overall strategy of. Uh, how quickly do you need it? Is mm -hmm. it a crisis scenario where all of a sudden a huge expense came up that you weren't prepared for and you need maximum flexibility? Yep. Is it something you saw coming ahead of time so you can go for a cheaper option? Um, how good is your corporate treasure in forecasting these needs? Right? Exactly. And exactly. not only looking at the short-term needs of when we need cash, but also how it affects the overall financial covenants. Exactly. Right. The financial yep. ratios of the company and how overall that will set the company up for success in future needs, mm -hmm. uh, etc. Sounds like a very juggling act of everything, right? So it is. And now it becomes more clear how interesting corporate is, right? Because <laughs> yes. it affects the whole financial department of the company and therefore the overall strategy. I mean, of course, every department will say we are the uh, fundamental pillar of the company, but corporate treasury is really... So you look at the operations, obviously, because of the short-term cash flows. You look at the long-term strategy of the finance department in order to make sure you align your strategy on it. So you have always, in most of the decisions you must take, a lot of criteria to take into account, which makes it super complex, but also, and therefore, super interesting. 
Very much so. I, I'm, I'm certainly f- very fascinated by all this. <laughs> as, we didn't expect are, any less. As are hundreds of listeners. I hope so. Um, <laughs> now, all of these things that you mentioned, again, yeah. involve third parties. Indeed. Right? So it always seems to involve going out of the company and finding someone to give you money um, to compensate for your needs. Right? Yeah, indeed. Um, is there, can you do that internally somehow? Maybe that's a silly question. That's not a silly question at all, and you absolutely can. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about uh, the cafe yeah, you were to open if you... My three branches. Exactly. Let's say you have become even more successful, and now you own cafes all around the world, right? So you have some in Latin America, some in Asia, and the pillar, of course, is in Europe, you know, beloved city of Brussels. Uh, it can be that a cafe or several cafes in Latin America are, like, super successful. So they are really cash-rich. You have a lot of money there. Uh, but the ones in Asia, well, you just arrived. It's not that successful yet. You have good hopes that it will be one day. But they have financing needs. Uh, they are cash-poor, between brackets, whereas you have another region which is cash-rich. And so typically what we are describing here is what's the overall group strategy in uh, terms of cash use. It can be that you have a lot of cash in an area, and you can use it indeed to fund yourself, fund other entities of the group in another region, or even in the same country, actually, it can be. Huh? Uh, but so you don't have to issue external debts, but you can fund yourself directly through your group. This has several implications. Uh, tax-wise, it's um, really a work to pay attention to, because you want to make sure you do not pay too much taxes on it. Getting money out of a certain country to finance another company uh, is something that you need to look carefully at, but it's possible. And you also want to make sure you make the right decisions, right? Uh, Will the cash be requested in Latin America uh, in the short term or long term? So you want to get it out, yes or no? This is something you need to ask yourself indeed. So linking it back to what we've talked about, so if your total position is positive yeah perhaps quite much so but in the details of that one region is more uh, cash poor than mm-hmm. another region you can also internally transfer cash but this has tax um, implications for example yeah indeed absolutely but so that raises cash concentration indeed which is a topic that we're going to tackle in the coming episode looking forward to it. thank you very much Kim. thank you sam